0: Wink, how do you manage a horse that is friendly and good to ride, but will bite and kick you if you go to touch him from the ground? And no, don't hit them back. Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes, and I'm Mark Langley. We've got some congratulations uh, for Jackie. Jackie has just got married. Um, so fantastic, congratulations, Jackie. And for her wedding present, she got given a horse. So um, Mark, he's she's having a few problems with him. So I want to sound you out on, on this one. He's a six-year-old thoroughbred, off-the-track thoroughbred gelding, 17 hands high, finished racing last year, and Jackie's had him for about a month. She He's um, her third off-the-track thoroughbred, but he's unlike any other horse that she's ever come across. Under saddle, he's a dream. But when you go to brush, rug, touch the saddle, feed or pat him, he'll bite and kick. If he sees her coming into the paddock, he'll follow her. If she goes to put the rug on, he will try to bite and kick. But he'll follow her around and wants to be with her. So she's that. this horse has actually made contact with her and given her a very nasty bruise. So she's a bit anxious about having anyone else around him and she gets the impression that if some that someone else may have uh, gone to smack him back when he's tried to bite he seems to raise his head a little bit as if he's expecting something so she's been going very slowly with him and she's found it hard to sort of get him out of this and um, because it is rising seven she's wondering how easy it's going to be and how she can go about working him through it. She can catch him fine. He'll lower his head into the bridle. But anything else just seems to be a no-go zone. Have you got any tips to help her?
1: Yeah, uh, Jackie. Um, interesting wedding present, actually. It's quite a good one. I hope that it's a good wedding present and someone has to give you some <laughs> some crazy horse. But by the sounds of it, you've got a reasonable deal there where he's good to ride and just got a few old scars from from old handling and stuff like that. But um, uh, I come across this a lot, uh, you know, in thoroughbreds and horses that have been sort of, you know, uh, handled a lot, expected a lot of them, but never had um, much decision time when they were young in the early stages of the handling the pick them up, the feet, the saddling, all that sort of stuff. Um, so basically, I call this an emotional hobble that horses have. Uh, so, so, so if I was to put you in a situation of, um, where you feel like you're backed into a corner, you're going to, you're going to sort of be defensive and that's what they are. They're defensive, they're defensive to people coming in on them, but you have to remember back in the day when he was kind of originally handled and put through the, you know, the racing and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, there's chances he might've been in cross ties when he was saddled. Um, you know, so basically a lot of these horses end up with an emotional hobble, uh, so, so imagine if you were sort of standing, uh, hiding in your cupboard, looking through a crack in the door, and um, Freddy Krueger was walking through your house. You're kind of you're bound up. You're not breathing very well. You're kind of locked in that cupboard, and then all of a sudden, imagine that Freddy Krueger's still there behind you all the cupboards and everything disappear and there's just just grass. Then you're going to breathe and you're just going to walk away over there and we'll run off or something like that. So the horses think that when they're young that they can't do anything about their emotions, they're not allowed to move, they're supposed to stand still. And you've got to think that the people are coming into their space all the time. So something coming into your space, coming into your space, you're like, I don't really like that, but I'm not allowed to do anything. About it. So you start to get narky. And then you start to bite and you start to lash out at that. So the first thing I think you've got to do with horses that uh, have that emotion is you show them that if there's something that you don't like in your space, you're allowed to move. Uh, you're, you don't have a wall behind you. You don't have this emotional block that you're supposed to stand there and come forward because it's them thinking they're not supposed to go away that makes them react. And then all their thoughts are on the thing that's coming towards them going, I don't like that, but I'm not allowed to do anything about it. So you'll see lessons on my videos where I actually get horses to think away from things that they don't like and look away and look for opportunity away from that thing. Um, so and, and also a lot of horses like and especially those thoroughbreds I get, you know, when you do stuff and scare around and they freeze and they just go, I'm not supposed to do anything, so they get really tight, they're breathing shallows just like you'd be breathing shallow if you were hiding in the cupboard. Uh, and they and they don't want to move. And then they just look at the pressure that they don't like. And whatever you're looking at the thing that you don't like, your emotion is just fixated on it. So then it, you become defensive towards it. So there's things that I do with them first that open up their mind and body to may not necessarily be you to start with. It's just a random thing that they don't like. So I might get a flag on a longer stick and I might just have a loose rope so they know that they can move anywhere and I'll just keep shaking the flag underneath their chest a little bit till they go freeze, freeze, freeze and then they just move their feet a bit and just step back and they go oh I didn't think I was allowed to step back and then they'd step back from the thing that they don't like. I mean you've got to be careful that you don't overload them with the flag but just enough to get them to freeze and start to be uncomfortable and keep it there till they actually do something about it. And you just, you know, put that flag around them in different positions and just give a little jiggle or a shake. And they go, oh, I didn't like it just there. And oh, I'll move just there. Until they're really free It's sort of thinking that they're allowed to move away from that. Um, not to run away on a circle, not to run off, just to sort of go, uh, it's almost like seeing a snake on the ground and going, oh, I'm just going to move over here a little bit, not just bolt across the paddock. So you're putting a a, a little bit of a worried object somewhere and the horse goes, Oh, I don't like it there. I might just step over here. And by doing that, the horse goes, well, while ever I have my foot out the back door and I'm allowed to make a decision that says I can move off that, then they start to go, well, I don't have to be defensive because there's not a barrier behind me saying you're not allowed to do that. Um, right. And that, and that opens up their mind to softening and feeling safer around the things that irritate them. So, from them opening up, that opens up their mind a bit more and then you can sort of so so and it also takes that freeze out of them. And once that freezes out of them and you could put a little sort of scary thing around them and they go, "Oh, I'm moving and they pick up a foot or they pick up a hind foot and they, they, they look like they're really open in the mind and open in the feet and the body. Then from there, they actually have changed some of their emotions towards things that they don't like, irritants uh and you and the brush might be an irritant to them as in they don't like people coming in and doing stuff to them but because of that lesson they've started to change so so next time if you came up and brushed him he might go well actually i'm just going to step sideways because i don't like it opposed to attack you and the brush um and then you can educate him a bit but then after that how i approach brushing and rugging and saddling is um Approach and retreat, but opposite approach and retreat. So opposite approach and retreat empowers the horse to move, opposed to us moving backwards and forwards using approach and retreat. So I might stand with the brush and I might on a long rope say, you step up to me a little bit, step up to me a little bit, step up to me a little bit and I'll hold the brush and I'll just wave the brush a little bit and the horse gets to a hard point where it's like, oh, you've got the brush. And then I'll wait there till it softens. And then when it softens, I'll just step back and then I'll get the horse to approach the brush again. And basically what I'm trying to do is I'm going to stand still. And instead of me going into the horse to brush it all over, you get the horse to come into you to be brushed. So once it softens a bit, you ask it a bit more, you back it out, you ask it a bit more. So the horse is constantly moving. And then I'll just get them to walk past me while I hold the brush. And I will get them to walk past me on the side with a hold of the brush, almost like I'm just getting the lead around me, but I'm waving a brush. And then I'll just get them to walk past and I'll just touch them with the brush and then take the brush off them and then touch them with the brush and take the brush off them until they're sort of softly moving around and they can back up and they can come forward. So basically you're taking all the freeze out of them by getting them to walk, empowering, empowering them to move. If they want to move away from the brush a little bit, well, they can. But you're just keeping them moving. And because you're standing still, you're not coming in at them and they're not feeling they're frozen while you're doing all this approach and retreat coming into them. You're standing still and they're coming around you and moving around you. So they're the ones that are free in the mind, free in the body. So that means they're going to carry less emotion or hardness towards the scary thing. So nowadays, like saddling young horses, brushing, all that sort of stuff, I stand still and I get the horse to come into the conversation and I'll get them to come into being brushed or come into being saddled or come into being having their feet picked up opposed to me going into them and doing it to them. Uh, and by doing that, you get a horse that's really free at thinking and moving, but then also when they do stand, they stand quietly and softly because there's no trauma, there's no feeling that like they had to stand there. And when you ask them to stand there, they're, they're comfortable and they actually stand better than the horses that are kind of standing there frozen, ready to move. Or ready to defend themselves. So, just get them to come into the conversation through leading and stuff like that. And you see online, there's a few videos there of angry courses where I've, you know, show people that same philosophy. If you go online, you'll you'll follow some of those, and they'll really help you with that sort of thing.
0: Fantastic. Thanks very much, Mark. I, that was um, yeah, interesting to hear that sort of approach. That's sort of quite different to what people might expect to do, but obviously can have some fantastic results. You can learn more from Mark and his approach online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. Join hundreds of others around the world making real progress, fixing problems and improving their relationship with their horses. There are now over 500 training videos. Make use of the seven-day free trial and take a look. Membership is just $15 a month and you get to ask Mark a question.